welcome to Sumo Kaboom, where we talk about all things sumo. Yeah, and this week, we all know the new Bansuke came out. That's right. But it came out right the last minute. It's, it, it just surprised me. I well, was not ready for it. Yeah, and I was out of town, so I don't know what <laughs> happened at all this week. I looked at it long enough to go, oh, Sanyaku looks different, and Midori Fuji? M1? What? When? How? What? What? I actually thought, is that a mistake? I don't know. What happened? The only thing wow. I noticed was Mitakiyumi's listed below Shodai. <laughs> That's the only thing. And then there's some new guys. Yeah. So And then not- uh, Hoshoryu is excited. I think he's in his highest position yet. Yeah. Those types of things. We're not going into the big old details this week because there were just a lot of surprises that all came at us yesterday. But what we and decided we like to, to prepare, do- but not any more than uh, 12 hours before we're <laughs> supposed to record. So <laughs> you speak for yourself. I'm a classic over preparer, I think. We did notice some new names at the bottom. And Leslie's going to talk about one of those new names. We're going. We'll talk more about one of those newish guys. And then what I did yesterday when that Banzuke came out, I was like, "Oh, I want to spotlight someone." I'll start at the top, and I was like looking, like, "Who haven't we spotlighted? Spotlit, whatever past tense of that is." And I was like, "Oh, we've done this guy. We've talked about that guy. Blah blah blah, all the way down until Chiotairu." And I thought, "Oh, I don't know anything about Chiotairu. Great." Oh, look at him. Exactly. So that's what we're doing today. That's right. Highlight on some a new a new guy and Chiotairu. Yeah. I do miss his sideburns, though. I really do. Okay, shall we jump into a news flash? Yeah. Okay, well, I was on vacation. And I went to uh, Seattle, and I still have Seattle brain. Uh, I'm just... Foggy brain? Foggy foggy brain. Although the weather was incredible, but it was so fun because while I was there, I, you know, I saw all the sights and, you know, I went to Pike's Market. But before I left, we had uh, some of our listeners reach out and say, we live in Seattle. I'd love to, like, hang out with you and talk sumo. So... I was like, yeah, who knows? These could be complete crazy people, but they turned out to be just as I expected, just awesome to the core sumo people. You know what I mean? But I just wanted to give a little shout out to Chris and Nancy. They both gave me the tour all around Seattle. We went to the chocolate factory, we went to the Fremont area. I had high tea with Chris. It was just like really fun and so cool to just meet some other people that love sumo and uh, and share their city with me. So uh, thank you, Chris and Nancy, for showing me such a great time. Also, you saw uh, Konishki has a new on-demand video series. Yes. Yeah. It's, this is exciting. Yeah. And uh, we're spreading the word about it. So it's kind of how to do sumo also with some background information of like how he came up in his, into his sumo, you know, the history and actually how to break down the matches. And it's on Naro TV, N-A-R-O, Naro TV. You can pre-order now, and I think it's only 30 bucks right now, and it goes up to 55 later, and I think it debuts in September. So we're we're just letting everyone know it looks like a really cool thing that he's done. He's shot, and it's so beautifully shot. It's awesome. And um, I don't know if anybody's ever done anything quite like this. I don't know either, but it seems like if I was a sumo wrestler, 
if I was training to become a better sumo wrestler, this would be the kind of material I was dying for. Yeah. So if anyone out there is practicing and wants to get better at their sumo, this is something that you really need. So yeah. look into it. But it also has a good bit of information of on him and the history of him coming up in Hawaii and making his move to Japan and to eventually becoming a sumo champion. So uh, check that out. We will have the YouTube, I think the preview or the promo clip on our in our sources, but you can go to naro.tv or backslash sumo and pre-order there. Get on that, y'all. One of the best things about that, I saw that you sent him a message and you said, we're going to talk it up in our podcast. And you know, if you want to come on and talk about it, you can do that too. And he just wrote back, got it. <laughs> He's a busy man. He's a busy man. I was like, maybe we can get a little clip, but you know what? He is a very busy man. He just had his 40th anniversary of like sumo and living in Japan. So he always is like a buzzing bee just all around town and a million different things. By the way, the Consulates Cup is coming up this weekend in Austin. I will be there. Mm -hmm. I believe some of the Grand Sumo Breakdown guys will be there. And I will be commentating. So uh, keep an eye out for that. If you want to watch the live sumo stream, go to Dark Circle Sumo. Follow them on social media. And I'm sure that they will be posting... I'm going to let them take care of the stream and them take care of all that stuff. But if you follow them, you should be able to find the stream for this weekend. So it's going to have a bunch of wrestlers that if you've been keeping up with our sumo in America, you will recognize some of these wrestlers. And so I'm so excited. This is the second annual one. And this is like really mm -hmm. cool for me. So I will be commentating and Laria will, will be watching from afar. And uh, we're giving our love and our support to everybody who's competing this weekend. Keep an eye out for that. Now to some of the sumo world news. This is so sad, but Kaisei retired. This one did make me sad. I just like Ricardo Sagano, right? I'm going to miss his smile. I am too, but you know what? He ended up falling out of the paying ranks and he got bumped down to Makushida. He's 35 and he just, I'm sure he was just kind of waiting for the time, you know, he's going to have a new elder name and that's Tomotsuna. And, you know, let's just mad props. His, his highest rank was Sekiwake and uh, he gave so much to the sport of sumo. So I will miss, yeah, I will miss him and his sweet spirit up on the doyo. But as, as I'm always excited about anyone who re retires, I just want to know what their hair is going to look like when they get the mm -hmm. haircut, you know? Mm-hmm. Good job, Ricardo Sugano. Here's to the next chapter in your in your career. You will be missed. You will be missed. Now, on September, I believe the 11th or 12th, like the opening day of, or the day before the tournament starts, Kakuru is going to have his exhibition in the Sumo Museum at the Kokugikan. So you know how Hakaho had his whole exhibition and history of him in the sport. Mm -hmm. Now it's Kakaru's time and they're going to have feature they're going to feature his Keshomawashi like the trio mm -hmm. and some of those things and like a hundred other items unique to him and his career. So if you happen to be over in Japan, check that out. If not, we will just hopefully wait and see some pictures pop up online. That's kind of cool. I do want to bring up, here soon, keep your eyes out, your eyes peeled, 
four sumo bingo cards. You know, the tournament starts, what, on the 11th or 12th, something like that. And we usually release our our uh, cards the Wednesday before. Sign up, go to our website, sumokaboom.com, and go to the bingo tab, and you can sign up for our newsletter if you are not signed up for a newsletter. We don't ever send newsletters. It's just a bingo, bingo announcement. It's just a bingo <laughs> announcement. And you just get first dibs on cards. So we're hoping this tournament, we won't have as many COVID outsies as we did last time. Sign up on our newsletter. You'll get first dibs in a card. And everybody else, if you don't, we always post it on our social media in our bio. We'll post a link there. Get your card. We'll be playing Kachi Koshi Bingo and Maki Koshi Bingo this time around. And Lord help us, please not a COVID Koshi. We'll keep you posted if that happens. But, <laughs> but if you get it, you let us know. Yeah, let's hope that's not the case. So back to the old Kachi Koshi Maki Koshi Bingo. So yeah, that is officially all I've got. Let's jump into our little feature about a newbie up in the top ranks. His name is Hiradoumi. He was born, get this, in 2000. Yep. April 20th, 2000. This is happening more and more often. I know. I know, these new guys. babies. Born in 2000. They don't even know the 1900s. They don't. They don't. (laughs) I feel so old. Yep. But uh, his name, his given name, was Yuki Sakaguchi. And he is coming in to this tournament at Maegashira 16. Now, he was born in Nagasaki. But here's an interesting thing. He's from uh, Hirado City, which is in Nagasaki Prefecture. But it's an island that's kind of connected to the northwest part of of the prefecture. So he's an island kid. And he started wrestling. Actually, he wrestles, by the way, for uh, Sakagawa. Sorry, he wrestles for Sakagawa. Sakai. He wrestles for Sakagawa. I can never say it. You did great. Thank you, Sakagawa. And um, he is okay. Let's do the conversion because I can't do the conversion. One hundred and seventy-eight centimeters. We're going to guess what that is. Oh, God. I have no idea. Height-wise? I I know he's not huge. I know he's not huge. Okay, let's look it up. 78 centimeters to feet. (laughs) Oh, according to this, it's only five foot eight. Yeah, he's he's not a big wrestler. I am taller than him. You are, but he is 149 kilograms, which is... 2.2 times one so he's somewhere around 300 probably pounds okay so he's two of you but just as tall um yeah so two laurie's wide um and laurie you are uh you are skinny so you know you all can imagine just putting two laurie's side by side and you have one hira de umi he looks a little bit like nishikigi yeah when i look at him i'm like there's yeah, something there's really something similar about it i don't know i don't know but uh but yeah i felt a familiarity in the same way when i looked at him so he has a blood type of b and he's 22 years old so yeah crazy so he started wrestling 
when he was a wee tot, like in elementary school, first grade, second grade, he must have been just a little bruiser because that's where he was and he was happy. But he also tinkered around with volleyball and baseball. But then he has he decided from a very early age to focus in on sumo. So by the time he actually reached junior high, he was competing in the national junior high school sumo competition and Mm -hmm. championship and Mm -hmm. doing very well he was doing so well that a number of like you know the really like the high schools the sumo high schools that scout around looking for kids Mm -hmm. he was he was noticed by them top choice top choice he was given yeah he was given a number of offers there but also he was ultimately scouted by the professional world as well so he left after junior high and he joined the sumo world at 15 And that's a little, it's not unusual, but he's just one of those that didn't go through college or anything like that and join in. Yeah. He was like, no, I'm going straight in at 15. So that was, that was interesting. And he joined Sakai Gawa stable and he made his debut, um, March in 2016 and he was promoted pretty much. It took him like a year to get up to Sandame and the first year he started, he had he used his old name, mm-hmm. and then they gave him about after a year his new Shikona, which is Hirado Umi, but the town that he comes from is Hirado, mm-hmm. so he has a name that's derived from his little island, which I was like, oh, I didn't know that they use sea, with at sea, the, right? At the end. Exactly, which yeah. made me think Okino Umi, a man of the sea, but people who, but like, uh, like. The breakdown of this is where he comes from, mm-hmm. which is a, probably a fishing or a sea kind of culture within the town. So that was that was kind of a fun little tidbit. It took him then from 2017, about two years, three years to get up and to Makushida. And finally, he got into Jirio in 2021. But that was about nine months ago. It took him nine months to pretty much get through Jirio. And now he's making his debut in Makauchi. So... All in all, he started in 2016, about five years it took him to get to this point. Um, but that's pretty cool. And he he did suffer. I think in Jurio, he had a right ankle ligament injury. Okay. But he has been, like his coach, has been extremely complimentary of his drive and tenacity and focus he says about him i mean also he's like crazy excited about him getting up to this point but he said that this kid's a little special and that through the injury he just doubled down and he just drove ahead and it didn't stop him he has really he's just tough mentally Hmm. like nothing really stops him including an injury he just keeps on going so uh his coach was saying he has a strong desire to support his family because he, he's the eldest of four siblings. And uh, he's he was happy to hear that his parents were also, like, super excited about him being called up or, you know, being uh, promoted to Makauchi. Did you see the website from his dad's company? I think I may have. I found another one that was one that they asked a whole bunch of questions uh, including like do you have a girlfriend uh-huh. uh and he was like no all i'm really doing right now is just focusing on sumo and um that same website mentioned that his coach or his idol is goedo slash uh, takakuma mm-hmm. and that's kind of the style that he likes to model himself after is his style so his coach said though um 
he knew when he came into sumo that this kid was going to rise through the ranks. He just he just knew that he had something special. He had a fighting spirit that was really large and huge and just a mental toughness. And um, I think his coach or him, I'm not exactly sure. It's probably him via his coach, you know, because they, they talk for them sometimes at these um, press conferences. But that getting up to the new level has like joy with it, but also a new level of worry mm-hmm. in the higher ranks. But uh, his, I get that. Yeah, his coach was like, I want you to be greedier now than you've ever been in the past. And like, you know, really, really get what you want. You've worked really hard to to get this far. So, so I, yeah, I'm just, I'm excited to see what he brings to this division. His fighting style, he's actually really multi-talented. You would, you could say he's proficient in yotsu, the grappling sumo, as well as pushing and thrusting. So his favorite grip is, um, the Migiotsu, left hand outside, right hand inside position. And he wins a lot with Yorikiri. And then, of course, like right after that, Oshidashi. But I think what that says pretty much is that he's pretty well-rounded. He's not coming up just with big size and relying on pushing and thrusting. He's gotten here over the five years by being a little bit more Mm well-rounded than perhaps some of these young guys that come in that are just all height, all arms, all upper body strength, Mm -hmm. but maybe not well-developed. And uh, so he seems to kind of be a little bit more well-rounded, you know? So that's where we're at. His favorite food is yakiniku and omelet rice mm-hmm. and his favorite singer is ketsumeishi and who i have no idea who ketsumeishi mm. is mm. but his favorite hobby is karaoke so th- we can add him to the karaoke pool yep when we get over there one day we're gonna ask ikioi to step in uh, Takiyasu to step in and do a little karaoke with us. And now I think we can add him to the roster of people who, well, have you heard him though yet? No, but I know he's an enthusiast. So we'll, we'll go along. Because sometimes people are enthusiasts <laughs> and they're still a little sketchy to listen to. True. But I think we want fighting spirit with that, even with, if he's bad. Even in the karaoke yes, ring. I think we want somebody who just enjoys the hell out of being there and i think we'll get that maybe i've been in too many bars with enthusiastic karaoke singers where you're like oh oh okay oh they're up again yeah i i feel you but there's a point where (laughs) it's just drunk girls and you kind of enjoy just watching the the car accident happen you know okay maybe it's one of those you just kind of enjoy she's singing four non-blondes again yeah yeah um but, you know, hey, maybe, who knows? We just don't know. We but, ju- yeah, we don't know. I have not heard a clip of him singing. Have you? No, no. There's not that much information on him. Yeah. Well, that website that I mentioned earlier mm-hmm. of his of his dad, I just thought that was really cute because it's his dad's company and the company is supporting him as part of this, mm-hmm. his sumo fan club. Mm-hmm. And it basically translates as this guy works for our company. This is his son. His son left home early to try to go for this dream mm-hmm. and he's achieving it and we're supporting Supporting. We're very happy for this employee. It was just really sweet. Yeah. Like the whole town is behind him. Yeah. And we're really hoping that he takes off. Well, and I love that about, you know, they, 
the sumo fans, they love their hometown boy. Mm -hmm. And it was even mentioned, Asanoyama is like, I'm afraid to go back home because he feels like he shamed them. Mm -hmm. And so there is so much tied to hometown pride with each one of these wrestlers. So it's kind of, it's always like nice. And they have somebody in their corner too. They have a whole town that's like, come on, kid, you're you're our hometown boy. Let's do that. So we're wishing him and the town of... Hirado, much winning in his future. Yeah, I'm really excited that he's coming in so well-rounded, that he's got a lot of skills and not just one right. to rely on. Right. I'm he's super a excited smaller to guy, see what he can do. So, yeah, he's got to be pretty great if he's 5'8". He can take this thing. He can. He can. Actually, I watched a match of him versus Ichiyamamoto. It was when they were both lower ranked. But Ichiyamamoto looked ginormous in comparison. Yeah. I thought, oh... This guy's much shorter than I realized. And now knowing that he's 5'8", makes me think, okay, Ichi Yamamoto, I've just forgotten how tall he is. Right. He looked he's like, big. wow. Yeah, he yeah. looked like a giant yeah. in comparison. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's move to Chio Taira then. This is yes. a totally different story. This is why I love looking at these guys okay. in sumo. Because it really helps to know their history and as soon as I can put more of a personality with them, mm-hmm. then I get way more interested in them and their sumo. I don't know why it is, but he's one I've overlooked for a long time because he's sort of been in the mid-ranks right. for a long time. Right. And I stopped paying attention when he shaved his sideburns, so yeah. I just wasn't nearly as interested in him. I know. Chiyotairu, which translates to Grand Dragon of a Thousand Years. Oh, that's very grand indeed. Isn't it? That's wonderful. His real name is, I'm really sorry, I'm going to get this wrong, Maigetsuin Hidamasa, born 1988 okay. in Tokyo. So he's an older fella. He is an older fella. Yeah, right? At least he knows old what the guard. 1900s are. Yeah. <laughs> you can remember <laughs> the 1900s. <laughs> He's got several nicknames. In America, he's known as, what do you call him? I mean, Sideburns? Yep, you call him Sideburns. Also called Elvis. Also called Chiyotaiburns. I like it. Yep. I like it. In Japan, he has other nicknames. They are the Downtown Bulldozer. Oh, I like that. Which really is lovely. Yes. Or Getz. And I have no idea why. Getz. But I kind of like Getz. It's catchy. He does look like a Getz to me. Yeah. Hey, Getz. Huh. It just seems like, you There's know, what you would call. There's a story there, but yeah, like, we'll never hey, know. Hey, bro, Getz, come over here. Lift some weights with me, dude. Come on over, Getz. It probably has something to do with his real name, which is my Getsuin Hidamasa. Oh, yeah. Would be my guess. Yeah. Or my Getz. Or your Getz. <laughs> exactly. Very funny pun. So, Getz, blood type A. Let's just get it out of the way. Size, he's 5'11", 400 pounds. Ooh, that's a very wide guy. Yeah. And, you know, if you're not familiar with him, yeah, sideburns, he's a pusher and a thruster. That's pretty much all he does. He pushes, he thrusts, he slaps, or he pulls down. His stable master often says he relies on them way too much. Was kind of wish that he did other things. But I'm going to get more into his relationship with his Oyakata in a second because it's a little fraught. Okay. It's a little fraught. He has won, Chiyotairu has won the Jurio Basho. He has won that before. He has won one technique prize in the past. Okay. And he's got three gold stars. Hey. His highest rank 
I did not write down. <laughs> That's really hilarious. It's Komasubi, I believe. But he's mostly been in the Maegashira ranks with occasional returns to Jurio. But he's been around in these paying ranks for 10 years. Wow. Okay? Yeah. And he has gotten into Sanyaku. That's the main point. Right. That's really the main point. Right. He has been Sanyaku and, and then a little below. He's another one of those guys that started sumo training when he was young, sixth grade, 11 years old. He would go to the outdoor sumo ring and would practice sumo with everybody else. But because it was outdoors, whenever it would rain, mm -hmm. it would get really muddy. Oh. And he said nobody wanted to fall on the ground in the mud. So it made him really good at sumo because they didn't want to get muddy. Oh, but he wouldn't be stopped by a little mud. That's right. <laughs> so he kept doing sumo. He said he wasn't really good Throughout junior high, he was a pretty small kid. Mm -hmm. But once he got to high school and he got a little bigger, he got much better. Oh. Now, he's not one of those that went into pro sumo early. He went on to college. He went into the uh, physical education program All right. at university. A little PE. Yeah, a little PE. He'd be a good PE coach. I would? He would. He would. I was like, I would. I don't know if I would. But he would be a great PE coach. Yeah, a little whistle around his neck. Yeah, can't you see that? Short shorts. Kids, get in line. Yeah. Yeah, I can absolutely see that. He did so well in sumo in college that he won the title of student Yokozuna. And he got third at the All Japan Sumo Championships in 2010. Wow. And about this time, he says of himself, well, yeah, I got really big-headed. <laughs> so, in other words, he thought he was on top of the world. Right. And he's very clear about that. Right. He went into pro sumo after university in 2011. Thought a lot of himself. Didn't think that much of sumo training. Liked oh, lifting weights. But not but so in much college, rolling around in the mud anymore. Yeah. In college, it was mostly let's lift some weights and do some sumo, not much else. So, he went into the uh, Kokonoe stable. Got it. And things were very different. Now, imagine you go into a stable. You were Yokozuna of your college. Oh, You're right. going in at, it's like the third highest division. Makushida. You don't have to, yeah, you don't have to make the chanko. You don't have shower duty. You basically go in with a pretty big head start. And you think you are the best one at the stable because right. you were doing so well evidently that environment was, was not, not the best conducive yeah. to making friends exactly exactly so the first time he got into pro sumo and walked into that environment he was supposed to start at that basho that got canceled because of the match fixing scandal oh, right, right 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 we haven't talked about this much in the podcast but 17 active rikishi were forced to retire Okay, right. that was supposed to be his first basho. So he gets into pro sumo. He thinks he's the best. All this happens, and he thinks maybe I should have become a PE teacher. <laughs> maybe I shouldn't be here, but he decided to stay. It's not as easy as I thought it would be. Yep, he decided to stay. He competed in the next tournament, but had some sort of really nasty inflammation, like necrotizing inflammation oh. in his right thigh oh. he had to pull out of his first basho okay. is basically what happened okay coach not happy about it oh okay not happy about it at all in fact his coach in a press conference just said chiotairu there's nothing to praise <laughs> well that's <laughs> and that's one way to say it pretty much 
that's pretty much how their relationship went from day one almost all the way to the end. Wow. Yeah. It's it's Is that pretty the young amazing. Coach? I'm trying to think what he looks like. I don't know. Kokonoe Oyakata. I have no idea. I'm gonna have to look that up. I feel, <laughs> I, I was thinking he might be well, yeah, ignore me. I'll, I'm just going to wrap my head around it and look up a picture of it. Okay, you do that. So his first pro tournament he dropped out of. Probably cried. He definitely said he cried while he was in the hospital. He didn't want to drop out of that tournament, but he did. His next three tournaments, he did well enough to get himself into Jurio. So he was one of those kids that got in Jurio so quickly that he didn't have a top knot yet. His hair wasn't long enough. Right. He won his first Basho Injurio. That was his big trophy winning. So his big debut, he won. Yeah. Well, he won that that's tournament. Why he has that big fat head. <laughs> exactly. His next Basho, like he went up in ranks in Jurio. He got his Kachi Kochi as a Jurio won. Suddenly he's in the top division. This is in 2012. Okay. He was a big kid, not so into training, doing well. Injury set in. Oh. And this is the beginning of years of injury for Chio Tairu. Not only that, but in 2012, once he got to the highest division, he got a diabetes diagnosis. Ah. He says he used to eat seven bowls of rice at every meal. He would go through two liters of Coke a day. He loved the sweets, loved eating, mm. didn't like training that right. much. Right. Diabetes. Diabetes. So it started to take a toll on his body. He talked about, there's some drink. Do you know this drink? Calpis? <laughs> so terrible. Cal Maybe Cal it's Calpis. C-A-L-P-I-S. It didn't sound terrible until I said it. Calpis sounds terrible. <laughs> well, maybe he needs to lay off the calpis. <laughs> <laughs> It's some sort of like dairy soft drink that's kind of like milk, but you don't have to refrigerate it. It's pretty sweet. Yeah. It's got, it's kind of like a plain yogurt drink. Yeah, that you might get at like a Thai restaurant, those little tiny ones. I don't know. C-A-L-P-I-S. Like, yeah. I don't know. I literally have no idea. <laughs> anyway, I no guess clue. there's a diluted and an undiluted version. He said he was drinking only the undiluted version, which is like super strong. Ugh. And he would just drink so much of that calpis. <laughs> anyway, because he didn't like training, he was eating and drinking a lot. His diabetes just got worse. You know, looking at their website, it is the young coach that I know. The coach is actually, their coach now is like, two years younger than me, but I'm interested because in 2016, that's when he took over and he started in, he started in 2011, right? So was that Chio Taikai, which is the 14th Kokonoe uh, Oyakata? I'm trying to figure out which coach it was that gave up such shit, but, um, cause it, the, it'll be interesting to find out, you know, like, has he done better with the newer coach from 2016 on, or if that's still kind of, it's just his attitude or if it was just, you know, this is Chio no Fuji's stable, all the Chios. Exactly. So his coach has passed. Was that so, Chio no Fuji? No, it wasn't Chio no Fuji. It was Fuji. Chio Taikai? Yeah. Okay. Interesting. I think. I think. Well, <laughs> I'll have to look. I can't keep all the all the boycotts straight, but all the Chios in in the past. But yeah. I'd be interested to know, you know, because I know Chiona Fuji, you know, died young. 
of pancreatic cancer, I think. So yeah. I, I wonder if it was in the very beginning, was it him in 2011? Because I think he died in 2000. Oh, no, I don't know. No, don't pay if, attention. No, to if I run across it in my notes, I will let you know. But uh, it's interesting because you pick up on different things in his story than I do. So in the rest of 2012, he was kind of dealing with this diabetes yes. diagnosis. Yes. He was also quite the shit talker, uh, I will say. Uh, well, he's this not man can talk any it. friends. He's really not. I mean, he would when he would go to the press box, he would say things like, "I came to Sumo with ninety nine percent talent and one percent effort." Wow. <laughs> well, I wouldn't be his friend either. In two thousand thirteen, he was going to fight Hakaho. Again, big talker. He said, "I'm the best with Hakaho. I'm really looking forward to it." Yokozuna has a winning streak record, doesn't he? I'll crush him. Okay. And he didn't <laughs> in that matchup. Yeah. So he was a bit big talker, but doing well in 2012. Okay. 2013 comes along. He got retinal detachment in both eyes. Ugh. Underwent surgery, not once, but twice. Wow. By the way, yeah. I figured out, well, Chio no Fuji died in July, 2016. And then Chio Taikai succeeded him as the Kokonoe stable master so that you know makes me think that that was oh he was with chiona fuji it depends on how sick you know chiona fuji was. was and yeah. how much coaching he actually did but he came in in 2011 so yeah uh it might have been him then <laughs> Ooh, that would be a rough could you imagine study being sass to be like he has i have nothing to say about him <laughs> but then again it kind, kind of, of makes sense, what we know about Chiyono Fuji. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, back to his story, 2013, he develops this retinal detachment due to glaucoma, and that's also due to his diabetes. He was only 25 at the time. It's super rare for anybody to get glaucoma at that young age because of his right. diabetes. So what it means is he was not taking his medication. He was not doing what he should have done. Right. To take care of his body. And, and actually, in interviews later, he said, yeah, I would take the insulin for a while, my numbers would get better, and then I would stop taking it. And it would get worse. Wow. So, struggling in 2013, 2014, and all this while, he's still doing well in sumo. He has back pain early wow. in the year, right knee injury in the late part of the year. This is when he got his highest rank, Komosubi. Yes, he got his highest rank of Komosubi in 2014. 2014. Yeah, okay. still dealing with that, okay? 2015, he develops bilateral blood circulation disorder. In other words, his diabetes is still getting worse in 2015, and it's starting to affect his feet. Oh, wow. And he has to then step out of, of some basho because his feet aren't getting the circulation that they need. And here we go. Master Kokonoi died July 31st, 2016. Yep. So you're saying that was yeah. Chiyono Fuji. It was Chiyono okay. Fuji because so, Chiyo Taikai is who it is now, 2016. Young okay. Guy. Yeah. So he said of, of Chiyono Fuji, he scolded me all the time, but I am glad I entered the Kokonoe room. He said, my coach would tell me all the time, you only go to the hospital, you don't practice. Ooh, like that's harsh, isn't it? Yeah, but you know what we learned from Lynn Matsuoka is that when she was sitting down at dinner with Chiona Fuji, yeah. she said he was also full of himself. Oh, know? that's true. Yeah, you're right. Like his whole attitude was 
that. I mean, now he had the record to match. <laughs> yes, he did. But it makes sense that somebody as big as, you know, you know, Chiona Fuji, you know, Sumo's Elvis, like hu- huge. Yes. Would to, be the one. Would be the one who somewhat despised somebody else who came along who had an <laughs> who, epic who thought, personality. Yes, exactly. Oh my God, that's even better. It's yeah. even better when you think about it. Okay. By 2017, he finally is starting to get his diabetes under control. Um, he said he was then starting to train better. He would go to the gym at 4 a.m. He would eat a lot of meat every day. Uh, and he did better record-wise. 2018, he's doing pretty well. My Gashir ranks. He wow. gets a gold star. 2019, 2020, still in My Gashira, He gets an elbow injury in uh, 2020. It's the first time he said he'd ever experienced elbow pain. Um, then... He has a friend who, in the sumo world, died because of diabetes in uh, wow. 2020. So then he said it really hit home right. for him. And he, he said, to get I it really in. have to yeah. think about this completely differently. And he has done that in the last two years. He's changed the way he's eaten. He has, like, no sweets anymore, no cake, none of that. Wow. Doing much better. Still is dealing with injuries, though. Right. But he's still, I and mean. How, he was born in 88? 88. Is, so he's older. He's Yeah. He's in the. He needs to twilight of his. Everybody needs to take their diabetes seriously. Anybody yeah. who's got it has to take it seriously, yeah. or else you won't be here very long. Right, right, right. yeah. But right. he's still a shit talker. I mean, he still says things like, "Okay, this is another quote. Tomorrow's opponent is Crusher Tamawashi. I'll be careful not to be a victim. Hostile attack." I'll raise it and fly to Ulaanbaatar. On the contrary, I may be in front of of this local station. I'm going to avenge my enemy with a smile. I mean, he still <laughs> says things like that all the time, even when he loses. It's just so great. Good for him. You We've got a like real it. personality in sumo then. <laughs> yes. Okay. So we know he likes food. He likes sushi. He likes grilled meats, especially grilled liver. Yes. Loves it. He loves mm-hmm. the cow piss. Okay. Loves cow piss. Perfect. <laughs> I'm sure. I bet. What do you bet? It's like cow pie. Cow pie. I have no idea how to say it. But, uh. I'm going to say it, cow piss. He also likes pachinko. <laughs> he really loves to play I mean, pachinko. I who doesn't love pachinko, right? Right. He does not like natto. He does not like red bean paste. Yeah. Well, he and I are both the same. <laughs> His hobby? He likes to go to bed. Well, most of them like napping as a hobby. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he is married. He met his wife mm-hmm. when he had a toothache. Okay. He went to the dentist. She was the receptionist there, and it was love at first sight. Oh. And he kept going back to get more dentistry done just so that he could <laughs> see, see her. her. Okay, that's cute. <laughs> Isn't it? He's got so, all kinds of crowns in there. Exactly. Just, he was like, just do whatever. Just do whatever. I'm uh, just here to see her. I just How want cute. to talk to the receptionist again. But the absolute best quote I found, this is translated from Japanese, and it was on a fan website, and this completely encapsulates Chiyotairu. Quote, Chiyotairu is a carnivorous man and a father on a splendid sideburn street. Yep, it pretty much wraps up exactly who he is. <laughs> what a character. So there you go. There the next, you go. The next time you see Chiyotairu, you can say, hey, it's Getz. 
It's Getz. It's He's Getz. a carnivorous man and a father on a splendid sideburn street. I love it. <laughs> That's an awesome nickname. Doesn't really flow off the tongue, but hey, it's I will I will do my best to remember its length. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. So is that it? That is it on Chiyotairu awesome. today. Wow. Uh, next week, we'll have probably some more highlights for some wrestlers. We'll be getting ready for a sumo tournament. And I guess until then, I'm Leslie. Yeah, and I'm Laurie, and we'll see you next week for more info on the sport we love. Bye. Bye.